Welcome back to the Everybody Soccer Podcast. Uh, just FYI, I'm moving this month, so apologies on all the audio. Uh, some of this has been a little tricky getting together, but I think it's usable. That said, we have Stan Anderson back on the podcast, and real briefly, we talk about uh, our three, you can almost call them New Year's resolutions, but our three wishes for the American goalkeeping landscape, an intentionally big umbrella. We cover a lot of different topics. Uh, it was kind of interesting hearing uh, his focus and mine. I think we had different outlooks, but I think it was really good kind of hearing that compare and contrast sort of stuff. And then the very back part, we talk about goalkeepers that impressed us. It was supposed to be <laughs> American goalkeepers. Stan cheated a little bit, but I'm going to let him slide. Uh, but we talk about goalkeepers that impressed us in 2019. I don't know, kind of ridiculous. So. Yep. 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 I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, you know, there's been some good choices with McBride and with uh, Gonzalo and, you know, some others, but um, there are many things I don't understand. And yeah. what I've found is it's okay to, uh, to be critical of the, of the national team program. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not getting everything right. So, uh, it's okay. It doesn't mean I don't want them to, to, uh, I don't know, uh, succeed, you know, qualify you know, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I want them to, but they, we got to be better. Yeah. Well, here, let's springboard from there. So we, we've got three, we can think of it as like New Year's resolutions or three wishes um, that you'd like to see from U.S. soccer as a whole. Now, this can cover the national team, MLS. NWSL, all the way down the amateur game, whatever you want. So you've got, you've got this magic lamp here, and you've got three wishes to give. So uh, let's run through yours first, and we'll kind of ping back and forth a little bit, but then I'll, I'll cover mine. But I wanted to hear okay. what you came up with. <laughs> <laughs> you asked some tough ones, man. Yeah. Um, and this is a good one. So if I have in their, their goalkeeping they, they related. They have to be goalkeeping yes. related, yeah. Okay. My number one, I, I don't know if these are in any order. Sure. Okay. Um, but my number one would be, as Tab Ramos has has kind of um, mentioned before, and, and many others of of you know peers and friends and people I look up to and people I work with and whatever, is to have a uh, a a goalkeeping director for the country. Um, somebody that either is, you know, a bit of a guiding force, um, somebody that, that travels around and, uh, contributes to education, contributes to promotion of the position, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, if that's multiple people, it's multiple people. If it's one, it's one, um, you know, maybe one person at the, at the Federation, uh, and they have to move to Chicago to do it, <laughs> then, you know, whatever yeah. I, it is what it is. But, um, you know, that's, that's, that's one is to have somebody yeah. be that person that can, you know, basically be our, uh, our GK guy or GK girl, whoever it may be. Now, okay. So I was talking with Phil Wynn and he said a really interesting quote, um, but this will definitely get in the interview, but, he had said, if you can develop the coaches, they'll develop the players. And basically under this mindset of if you can have someone at the top kind of guiding the coaches, then that'll yeah. you know, that'll snowball. So I think I think there is maybe a little misconception of what a goalkeeping director would do for us, because it's 
while there would be a little bit of moving, you know, kids into good spots, really yeah. there, there's a, there's a big lack of education out there. Um, and not that, not that the people, I mean, you can go on YouTube and find a million videos, right? But there's just no cohesiveness to it. And, you know, I, I want to be told by U.S. soccer, like, hey, this is what we're looking for, as opposed to being told, hey, go do a good, go do your best job and we'll see if it's good enough for us. Yeah. Um, so, well, they're, well, they're not, they're not doing a good enough job in, in any which way, shape, form, uh, substance, whatever, as it relates to the position. And they're not doing enough as it relates to the goalkeeper education within education. Um, they're not incorporating the goalkeeper enough, uh, or, you know, just simple, uh, goalkeeper, uh, technical or tactical, uh, awareness skill, what to look for, what not to look for, uh, these sort of things. It's almost like it's a necessary, uh, or unnecessary evil, you know, depending on which side you are. And, and there's the, there, there in my eyes, is the, is the disconnect and, yeah. um, it can be connected and, you know, you can choose to, to sit here or, you know, I can and, and sit here and, and say, you know, well, I hope, and, you know, I think, and, you know, if they would, and, you know, all these rosy things, but, um, again, it's, it's, it's okay to put some, put some pressure there, uh, that it, it should be happening. And, um, I'm not saying it's, it's easy, but what I am saying is that there is, there's resources, uh, that are not going in, in directions maybe that they should be going yeah. uh, within U.S. soccer, whether that's lawsuit-driven or otherwise. But um, player-focused and, and game and match-focused and development-focused, uh, that you can you can put people in those positions uh, to, to do a job that is going to help us. Brian McBride's job, I think, will help us. Yeah. Um, and and it should because the players are now looking up to one of the players that uh, has achieved the highest levels in the game that we've ever achieved uh, as a as a player. Yeah, and um, so it's pretty easy for them to look up to him. No, absolutely. And I think what you talk about putting that pressure on, I I think when you consider what we're asking for from you know the goalkeeping community, you know I I, I hear a lot of um, kind of quips and just phrases about how. We're, our country is so diverse and so big, um, and which is certainly true. But what we're asking for isn't a one-size-fix-all sort of solution. We're just there's it's it's education. It's just kind of over oversight, um, something a little more thorough. But we're not asking for an impossible task here. So getting right. guys in, getting guys in the right position. I mean, McBride is is kind of an interesting one, but getting people in the right position to be successful or having anyone <laughs> in the position is kind of a big part to it. So this is, this is actually one of my, one of my three. So I, I kind of jumped on with you, but I, yeah. I, I guess if we're both saying it, we must, we must be onto something there. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure, you know, uh, that, that what we're going to have for a, for a full national team staff and for, uh, the youth national team staff, what type of, uh, of, of staffing that's going to look like. Sure. Um, I don't know if we're going down the right road presently, uh, but you know, I guess, I guess time will tell. And, and, and you know, we're in a results business and um, certainly U S soccer is in a results business. Uh, and, and that is, that will affect them one way or the other uh, qualifying or not qualifying. Uh, we've learned that lesson. So. Right. Right. All right. Number, number two, what do you got? 
Number two. So <clears throat> number two, I work with, I don't know, I would say somewhere between 50 to 70, um, somewhere in that range, goalkeeper coaches a year. All right. Uh, minimum, whether that be through camp or whether that be, you know, at some of the other events, whether sure. that be at the club, um, whether that be at, at UIC, you know, FC United has a great platform for me to be a goalkeeping director there and work with Nate and Michelle Dalton and, and others. Um, so, you know, and working with yourself and Dougie and John Clark and Eric Weiberg and Jameson and uh, Caitlin Kelly and I could go on, Zimka, you know, I don't hey, know. You, you be careful about naming all those names because then you're going to miss one and then someone's going to be yeah, like, hey, I know. You. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, and I already have, I'm yeah, sure. I'm but sure. Yeah. <laughs> my, my second one would be for those people that I work with to have a year that is you know, certainly in, in this particular aspect of their other life and others as well, but to have, uh, the most enjoyable, uh, 2020 that they could have working within the game, um, and that they can smile through it. They can enjoy it. That, that's not always going to be wins. It's sometimes going to be losses, but that they can just enjoy every aspect of their, their involvement in the, uh, in the game. Well, you know? d- detail that a little more for me. Cause I, you, you've, You've named another a list of goalkeeper coaches there, and and ones you haven't named as well that span a talent. Not that they're talent, but like the player talent. You know, some are working with amateur players, some are working college pro. So you've got a big, a big um, span there. Yeah, you know, whatever platform they have. You know, um, let's take Caitlin Kelly for instance. She's working with high school kids in um, in Minnesota, and uh, so when her season comes around and, and, you know, she's not in the game full time. Uh, but when her season comes around that she has an enjoyable season, like no other, you know, that this, that this ends up being a year where, um, you know, maybe that culminates in a state championship. Maybe it doesn't, who knows, but she just can, can have the, the best experience overall, uh, in the game that, she can maybe part of that is going to include her being with us in in late july um but that she you know zimka is a high school coach as well but he's a teaching full-time dougie's in the game full-time um so the various platforms that these folks have uh that they just have a, a 2020 campaign that is much more uh, positive, not that it was anything negative, sure. but it just ends up being their best experience in the game that they perhaps have ever had. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's a positive it's, 2020 year for Stan Anderson? What does that look like? You know, a positive 2020 would be, for me would be, uh, you know, who knows about potential new adventures that, that come along. Um, you never know what's around the corner. Sure. I think a, a positive for me would be, in the club, getting uh, more efficient and more organized, uh, and providing you know even better structure for our goalkeepers to have a, an experience at Camp Shutout that perhaps eclipses any other experience that we've had. Whether it be you know we're going to be at the same venue, but we're already attracting new goalkeepers that have never been with us before. So if that goes along according to plan, like it has in years past, I guess I'd like it to be even bigger and more badass than it's ever <laughs> been in the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, UIC to win a national championship would be, you know, fantastic uh, in my time at UIC. This year, we, we had a great team, 12-5-1, uh, and one, um, but we, uh, we stumbled in the league semis and penalties and uh, had, had the whole game, but we just didn't get it done. So, you know, it would be eclipsing that and, um, you know, just, just and enjoying the processes of all of that work as opposed to, I guess, looking at it as a grind, you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't help but think whenever I saw Wright State beat Notre Dame, I was like, I could have been UIC. I, I, you know, yeah. so I, uh, no, y'all, y'all had a lot of things going for y'all. So, um, well, you know, when, in those situations, you know, if we refer to digress for a second, <laughs> there's only 200, 205 schools. Right. And there's so much parity on the men's side that, None of those things ever surprised me. The you know the ACC is a very good conference, but they stay out east generally. Yeah. Um, when you end up with a with a school like a Wright State or any other school that may not get the attention, notoriety, may not be on TV every weekend for basketball or football or sure. all these type of things, may not have draft picks into the NBA or the, or the NFL, but um, it was zero surprise to me to have Wright State go out and beat Notre Dame and then. Uh, I think it was go to Michigan and lost in, in penalties, I believe, to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, zero surprise to me, really. And uh, you know, credit to Wright State, obviously. And it's not a shot at Notre Dame or, or Michigan. But th- there is no anointment for them to that they're supposed to win those games. Uh, people think that way. But the players and the people that run the the other programs, you know, Sean, Alexi, Minos for us, and uh, the fellows, Jake, over at, at Wright State, and you know, I could go on. Th- those those guys, Pope does a great job at Michigan, at Oakland and Michigan. You know, th- those guys um, are doing are doing great work in their own right. And, um, you know, some of them, Pogers a former goalkeeper. And, uh, you know, they're just doing, they're doing great stuff. And it's not a surprise to me when they go and, you know, even away from home and, and get those results. And, um, yeah. so, you know, I, I'd like, I guess that to, that to continue well, again, just staying on that positive side. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Last, last one. Wait, no, that's, that's all fair points. All fair points. Last one. What do you, what do you got over there? My last one is kind of on the flip side, you know, to a degree. And that is for, you know, goalkeeping, I think, um, can be a very um, me-driven world, very I-driven world. It's a very individual position. Uh, it can be a lonely position. It can be a very ego-driven position. And so I, I don't feel I have a lot of this, but um, at the end of the day, uh, for me and for anyone else that may be listening or feel the same way. I don't know, but any other relationships that you do have that may be, um, uh, may have fallen off to the, to the side because of differences in opinion or, um, small battles that have been had here or there, or, uh, jobs that have been gained or lost or whatever that, you know, we can, I guess, you know, maybe it comes back to number one, having somebody that's a little bit more of a unifier. But at the end of the day, to, to put those things aside and work for the betterment of the of the goalkeepers involved and uh, not have those potential issues or, or again, I, I keep going back to the word e- words, ego-driven um, issues that may be there and put all those differences aside and work for the betterment of the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, 
and there's plenty of it out in the out in the country. There's plenty of it out in the world where people are are battling and and kind of unnecessarily, almost like for turf. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and and some of them, you know, I, I've been in, and some of them I see from afar and hear from friends. And you know, I, I, there's many people that I talk to via technology nowadays that I've never met, but then I've either you know found me through our programming or whatever it have reached out. And, um, sometimes it's, it gets to those points and sometimes it's about this or that technical topic. But at the end of the day, from a relationship perspective to do more building than, than breaking down, I guess. Yeah. Well, I will speak from a personal experience. I, and this kind of goes back to the goalkeeping director, but the, it, I, I see a lot of, you know, hashtag GK union and the times where I see that come up is usually about, you know, supporting another goalkeeper who's done something or, you know, whether they've, they've had a you know great save or maybe an howl or something in there that it seems like it's very uh, focused on the player, but something yeah. I, I seem to notice and run in myself and I'm at a disadvantage because I'm constantly putting opinions out, you know, cause I'm writing. So <laughs> I, I end up either putting my foot in my mouth at some times or leaving myself exposed cause I've put so many, so much stuff out there. Uh, when other coaches aren't going to be doing that as much. So I, I understand that. But there has been kind of an interesting pushback at times of someone saying, no, you're wrong, versus like, uh, oh, that's a different opinion from mine. You know, let, let's discuss it or let's let's cover it. Um, for some people, it seems very black and white. And I think that's where some of those borders comes up of there's a, a disagreement. And in spite of the hashtag GK union, it seems like they're – isn't as much of like kind of that coming togetherness, which I, again, I think that comes back from comes or goes back to the goalkeeping director of, is there someone that can kind of corral people together? Um, cause yeah. right, right now it's kind of everyone's, everyone's king of their own mountain right now. There's, you know, exactly. I, you know, so I, I, there's, there's not a ton of incentive, unfortunately right now for people to work together. You know, I, I feel like there's, I, I can think of a number of times where I've, I've had some pushback, from people and for me it's kind of like well why don't you why don't we find some middle ground here you know or tell me why i'm wrong you know if I, like convince me but it feels like sometimes i just get kind of the door closed to me it's like no you're wrong see you later it's like well yeah that doesn't help me out that doesn't help you out no it doesn't and and you know there there are reasons why people have philosophical differences sure, uh yeah training methods, uh, styles, techniques, what to use during training, what not to use during training, where to train, uh, how much time to train. You, know, you can go on and on and on. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, what what I would like and, and what I'm going to try to do, at least for people that I either am no longer in touch with or am not in touch with uh, or whatever, is to try to have a little bit more of a, of an open mind and, um, and reach out, be less opinionated, more present, you know, just that type of thing. And sure. if, if everybody could be that way, fantastic. <laughs> I, I know that's yeah. uh, asking for utopia, uh, goalkeeping utopia, but you know, um, if it's not said, then it's maybe never discussed, but sure. that's something I'm going to give a shot towards. And, and that would be my number three in any order, whatever, but sure. that would be my number three. Well, I, I think there's something to be said about, you know, the whole leading by example. You know, I, I realize that Camp Shadow is one week out of the year, but 
you know, I think back to when you know, I interviewed Kevin Hartman and a few other older goalkeepers, you know, maybe two years ago now, talking about their education as a player coming up. And they, they would talk about they would go to a camp once one week out of the year, and that was their education there, which obviously isn't ideal. But um, right. I think the point there was that they even within just one week, you can still learn a lot. And for me, I feel like this last year, for me, and I'm not sure why, maybe it's just because I wanted it more, but I feel like I got way more insights, goal, goalkeeping information, theory, uh, different ideas, different looks you know i feel like i got that more probably than all the other years combined just just kind of things kind of lined up so um you know i that's good well no i was i was thrilled about it but i you know i i think it you know for anyone it doesn't take long to see how a person's going to behave you know you'll 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 find out pretty quickly whether you're a player to a coach or coach to a coach how a coach is going to operate uh, the hows and the whys behind it is it very black and white? Is there some gray area? Um, so, I, and I, I feel like this last year, I, I, for whatever reason, I just ran into the right people. And maybe the yeah. years before, I wasn't looking for it as much. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I think that goes a long ways there. So, well, I'll, I'll give one, I'll give a, a three slash 3.1. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to send a, a good fun barb out to, uh, Lloyd Yaxley, who I've had the pleasure of yeah, meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to. I want to remind Lloyd that goalkeepers is one word, um, <laughs> and it's not two words. So, yeah. uh, uh, while he's in Baltimore, and this won't um, uh, this won't come uh, to four or to print or to audio till <laughs> after Baltimore. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, um, I just want to remind Lloyd, you're a good man. Uh, you, did, you ran a great session last <laughs> year in Chicago. Uh, I just want to remind you that that goalkeepers is. Um, yeah, one word. One word. One word. That's that's a good three point one. I like that. I like that. There you go. Um, well, I'll, I'll run through mine pretty quick. We we shared the same first one actually, the same number one there, or you know, if we want, want to put them in order. But that was that was my top one for me was the goalkeeping director. Uh, we've talked a good bit about that. So number two, and this is something you and I have talked about as well. Um, but as our domestic leagues having more faith in young goalkeepers, and so I, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> there you go. I know there is a there's a there's a jump, and you have to. You know, there's some catching up to do when a, a college kid or a young kid or a USL goalkeeper gets into that next step up, whether it's MLS or NWSL. I am, I very, I understand that very well. Um, but if you're not going to um, give them attention, then they're not going to develop. And so when we talk about having faith, like, yes, maybe sometimes that means give them the keys to the car for a bit and kind of see where that goes. And some goalkeepers are ready for that, and mo- most aren't. But you know there are some exceptions there. But if you're not going to do that, then you have to find avenues to get them prepared. And I can think of, you know, there's there's the I'm trying to think like Emily Boyd out in Chicago. Yeah. You know she it's it's hard for her to develop because she she's kind of stuck in that spot. Um, you have another a number of I mean you can look at a an RSL actually has done a good job with uh, Putna out there. They've they've given him some some time there. Has it been a ton? No, but they at least know what they're kind of dealing with there. Um, and so I, you've got to do something with these young goalkeepers. You can't just let them sit, 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 sit. And then when yeah. their time does come, well, then now they're not ready. You know, it's like, well, well, why not? You know, you just let them sit there. So if you're not going to give them playing time with the first team, you've got to find ways, um, maybe some creative solutions of how to 
you know, make sure they're on a, on a good track there. So that's my, that's a, that's a great one. I like it. I like it. There's many, many, (laughs) many stories I can, you know, continue with as well, whether that be Charlie or Bersano or Caroline and Logan Ketterer, Logan, Logan goes from the crew, um, and, uh, did a good job with the crew and, uh, gets the opportunity to go to El Paso in the championship and, and does well and, and, you know, gets games and is performing well and is doing well. And, you know, so, and I could go on with many, many others that are, uh, that are giving it a run there. You know, Eric Dick would be nice to get, get more games and, you know, just putting a, uh, getting games, you know, at sporadic times within the league. But, you know, then to get him also games like they were getting in Monarchs. But yeah. you're, that's a very, very good number two. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. So last one for me is for the – and this one's kind of a silly one, I guess, in some sense. But I feel like it does mean something. But it's for the Goalkeeper of the Year award to mean something. Because I feel like right oh. now it's – I don't even know how to describe it. I wouldn't say it's meaningless because it's still – there's still some impact from it, obviously. But – it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it works out. So, I was going back and looking at some some things. So, first of all, I I always get cracked up. So, Romando is obviously retired, and I've seen all these articles come out saying, "Oh, he's the best goalkeeper to ever come through MLS. He never won a goalkeeper of the year award." And I, you know, if there wasn't anything more clear there of like, oh, you know, the this guy is the best ever in our league, was never the yearly best. I don't. That is not up. And, and, you know, and you think like, well, what does that change for Armando? Well, probably nothing, you know, honestly for him. But there is something to be said. I mean, like goalkeepers, young goalkeepers can make jumps whenever they get national attention. Um, I think probably the most recent one for me is Bobby Edwards, who goes to a second division in Northern Ireland. And because he gets, you know, some media attention, he's able to springboard from there. Um and it's second division Northern Ireland, but there's something about you, you know you're you've got to be talented, you've got to be well connected, and you've got to get got to get some publicity out there for yourself. And if these awards are going to goalkeepers who you know don't either don't deserve them or you know I it, it seems very thin. I think you look on the women's side. So I was looking at this before we start recording. The last one, two, three, four, last four goalkeepers to win the NWSL Goalkeeper of the Year Award, which I think most people would say this is the best women's league in the whole world. So you're basically saying this is the best goalkeeper in the whole world right here, more or less. Um, Those goalkeepers in the following year combined for five caps over four four goalkeepers, and one of those is a repeat with with French. But four goalkeepers, and they get five caps the next year combined, you know? And... um, what is the point? I mean, you've got Alyssa Nair in that league, and she's not one yeah. of that award. You know, so it, it's like, are we really? Does this? You know, how does this add up? Um, you know, are we just saying putting a, a little label on something, saying, "Hey, this was a nice job," you know? So the the men and women have kind of a different, or almost an opposite problem because the women aren't getting rewarded for their success, and the men they aren't rewarding the right people. Um, so, and even like you look at the the vote. You know, I was looking at this. Bill Hamid had like a four percent vote with the the players, but like twenty eight percent vote with the media or something like that. And it's just like, well, this is obviously lopsided. Why? Why is the media hyping up Bill Hamid, but the players aren't? Exactly. Um, so it's just stuff like that, like kind of getting that all flushed out. Vito won it with eighteen percent overall vote, which is 
not anywhere close to half. So um, it'd be and nice. may lose his job. Yeah, he may lose his job. Yeah, they're 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 looking they're looking around. So I I don't know. It, it'd be nice if that meant something. Just because if you, I think it kind of undermines everything. If like, hey, we have this award, but really there's all these asterisks on it that don't that stop people from really kind of getting where they need to. Um, so that's probably my well, opinion. like you know, I've I've paid attention to what you've talked about regarding that. Um, I uh, I read. I pay attention to good, what good. Uh, what Bill Reno puts out there. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the day, having that be a a um, a peer vote for me wouldn't be a, a a bad thing at all. And you know, it it would be different. It would be odd. Okay, in the sense that um, you know, forwards don't do that, or midfielders and backs, whatever. But there is what's called a, a GK union. It is foreign to the rest of what the players do. What we do as a as a uh, as a as a career, as a as a job, as as our craft, if you will, it is foreign to what uh, the rest of the ten on the field do. Most managers, um, you know, that that never played the position anyway have no understanding of how to even implement us or <laughs> anything else. And you know, that that's, uh, that's okay. I'm going to try and take a more positive approach. Like <laughs> I just said on my numbers, but, yep, yep. um, uh, on my goals for the year. But at the end of the day, you know, I think it would mean more, um, to, you know, maybe the goalkeeper coaches and the goalkeepers, all of them, not just the number ones, sure. yeah. uh, in the league. So, you know, what do we have? Uh, 24, 38, 72 teams in the league now in, in MLS. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. So, you know, let's say there's 26 and you've got three on the roster. So that's what, 52, 62, 72, 78, right there votes. And then let's say you add another 26 to that. So 78, 98, 08, um, 114. It sounds good. So yeah. 114 <laughs> votes. Of you know, that's not bad at all yeah, as far yeah. as quantity. Uh, 114 votes to decide who's the um, top goalkeeper in the league, and yeah, uh, yeah. no, I, I think that's a, a, enough of a cross section. And I think whoever were to win that award would feel ten times more. Oh yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, they'd feel ten times better about it than if it were to come from uh i'm not going to name any media names but then if it were to come from the media yeah well i you know and i think there's there's something about the product of the internet of how everyone wants to be involved sort of thing but for me if someone said hey bill who do you think the best boxer is like i don't know i mean i could look at some numbers but like i'm not going to make an informed opinion because i don't I don't follow that. That's not something that's obviously something that other people spend way more time on than I do. Um, so I, it is kind of odd that people want to be included in this thing that they don't follow. Um, I'm not sure why the media is involved at all. I would be, you know, the, the player and coach vote maybe dwindling those down a little bit, but I, I'd, I'm much more confident in those than the media when they're, you know, that's not something they follow as much. So, um, you're never going to get a perfect solution, so I understand that. But it does. I, I think just looking at, hey, did Ramondo ever win one? No. Okay. Well, then maybe something's wrong, like or something is very, very wrong here. So ha having being voted upon by your peers, like you're saying, I, I think that would mean a lot more. 
Um, and I mean, it's kind of their job to know. I mean, especially from the coach's point of view, the coaches know who's good in the league. They know who they want. They know who they don't want. Um, you're not going to go ask a random MLS coach and say, hey, a random goalkeeper coach, hey, would you want, I don't know, a, a named goalkeeper on your team or not? And they're not going to say, oh, I don't know who that is. Like they, they all, they all know what's going on there. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. I, hey, I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page on that, so that's good. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's not it's not five, six, seven, eight people. It's not 15. It's not 30. Yeah. You know, you could yeah. get 114 people voting. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, whatever you want to do with the rest of the of the, uh, of the, the, the players and such and the, the awards and the various awards and all the, whatever. Okay. But GK wise, I just think it's a, it is, it is unique. Yeah. And by nature, the position, it is unique. And, uh, perhaps to have something like that would be, would be, look, I, I would trust, um, a bunch of my friends, Todd Holford to have his opinion, you know, about, this or that goalkeeper. Yeah. Yes. I trust that more than others, if you will. Okay. Um, you know, it is, it is what it is, you know, but Todd's going to know more Yeah, uh, as it relates to goalkeeping. So except my, my guy, Taylor Twelman, uh, <laughs> we need about, I've, I've, I've said to Taylor before, we need about 10 more Taylor Twelmans in this country. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I know he's opinionated, but at the end of the day, we need, we need more people that are uh, spending, more time on the game with a big platform um, and being critical. Yeah. Uh, I think he could be even more critical, um, but I think he's, uh, he's at times asking the right questions. So. Yeah. All right. Well, well, we'll wind down with this, but how, how would you, or who would you reward with your um, most impressive American goalkeeper from this last year or, or, or played in, in an American system? We, you can, do a foreign goalkeeper here too, but someone maybe not the best, but someone that just really wowed you, that really stood out to you. Um, you can give one or two names here, but uh, I, I've got two on my end. But I'll, I'll let you, go, or I can go first if you want. But I'll, I'll let you go first. We're talking American. Yeah, I, I mine are American, but if you just really thought someone did really well in MLS or NWSL, I'll, I'll let you include them. But the person who opened my eyes, and I've talked about her for quite a while now. Um, to any group that I'm speaking with, and that's Christian Endler. Mm. I I was impressed. I was PSG, I believe now. Yep. Um, Chile in the World Cup. Uh, teammate of Ryan Torero, who yeah. is a friend, <laughs> mutual friend of ours. That's right. Um, but Christian Endler. Uh, wow, I was just. Impressed. Then Eric Weiberg and I disagree, I think, about that. But um, for me, I thought her performance was legit. Um, I, uh, I technically, uh, tactically, you know, could some things have been better, some minimize some goals against and things? Yes. Um, nature of our beast, that's, you know, we're, we're the end. And uh, that's what our job is at the end of the day is to, 100% keep the ball out of the back of the net. Uh, we didn't get it done, or some people didn't get it done in this state. Sometimes Christine, uh, Christian, sorry, did not, and you know they didn't win the World Cup. But from a performance standpoint, I thought she was absolutely next level. 
Mm. Absolutely next level. Um, you know, on the, on the guy's side, um, across the globe or even MLS, you know, I, I did think Vito's season turned around. I don't think he started the year. Uh, I, I thought he had a, had a rough first half. Yeah. 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 So in a, in a, what have we done for me lately world? <laughs> yes. Um, he did. And, and Chicago's struggles continued again. Um, for sure. You know, uh, whether that be with, with Richard or Usted, and you and I talked about, you know, who could have, I think, turnaround years. And I believe I listed. Yep. Usted is yeah. having that, and I, I wish he would have received a longer leash. I'm not sure Crownholm was the answer, and you know we could we could go uh, we could go on. I, I don't. There are other people, I guess, that I don't think had um, phenomenal campaigns or campaigns that they should have maybe had. Um, meaning like uh, Tim uh, Howard out in Colorado, and uh, but it's nice to see him transitioning into, uh, I think it's going to be Memphis yep. is where he's going to be. Yep. Um, but you know, I, I, I think people are a little hard on Tyler Miller from the sense of, you know, going to the national team and then coming back. Um, you know, look, Tyler has, Tyler has gone, uh, into the league. And, and, and I guess for me, it's, it's somebody that I would probably put as the answer is Tyler Miller from an MLS perspective on the guy's side because this guy went into the league, goes to Germany, comes back, is with other clubs, LAFC believes in him, bring him over, don't pay him well enough. Yeah. They bring in others that were, or, you know, just maybe because they're from other countries, whatever, I don't know, but they pay them more. Tyler beats them out or is chosen, whatever happens, whether Bob just, you know, sure. wanted to, to go with him or Bob felt he was better or whatever. And now they choose not to pay him again. And, you know, I've had, uh, uh, I've put out publicly that, you know, pay these guys, yeah. um, <laughs> pay him properly. And he is not being paid properly. And there's other guys in the league that are coming in and stealing money. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I, I'd say Tyler Miller, you know, you know, did he go with the national team? Yes. Did he get games there? No. Did that cause a severe drop in form? I don't think so. But at the end of the day, um, they had a fantastic year, uh, an unbelievable year. And I would put the, 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 the throne of 19, if you will, on, uh, on Tyler's head. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, for me, Miller, I'm not sure where he, he rates for you, but he's kind of a fringe national teamer. You know, I, I think he's very talented, but I I think there's probably people ahead of him as far as the number one spot for the U.S., but he yeah. certainly deserves to be paid at the very least like a top 10 goalkeeper for me and not like a bottom five, <laughs> you know, when it comes down to money. Uh, when they brought yeah. Pablo in, which I'm, I'm interested in him, but I don't think he outperformed Miller at all, you know, and so I... I get kind of confused of, you know, it, it, it seemed at one point LAFC had a lot of faith in him, but yeah. and then they immediately lost it. So I, I yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, yeah. Well, one thing you brought up Inler, who you kind of cheated because that's not um, American, but I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I but apologize. I know that's fair. I did that's ask. Fair. I did yeah, ask. that's fair. I'll give it to you. Okay. Um, one thing that kind of stood to me is that her. 
she was she was her backup. Well, she was kind of like the one and a half. Like she wasn't the number two, but she was kind of splitting games with PSG going into the World Cup. And so I wasn't really paying attention towards her. I was just kind of thinking, oh, here's a backup goalkeeper that you know she's just going to be in. Um, and similar to what the goalkeeper of the year award can do, if you get on a big enough platform, whether it's an award or you know perform the World Cup, I mean, really, it was kind of 90 minutes that really skyrocketed her, her career, right? But let, let's say she has an average or poor game against the U.S. You know, no one's going to pay attention to her. You know, so sure. And they they lost the game. They didn't even win the game. So, um, yeah. you know, there's something to be said about being in the right place at the right time, but sure. Um, no, I, I'll give it to you because I obviously she's very talented and and she seems to be really thriving now. Um, yeah, but don't let it happen again. Watch, I'm watching. You got it. <laughs> you got it. Consider my yeah. hand. Consider my uh, my hand. All right. my hand slap. Okay, very good, very good. Um, okay, so my two. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll wind this down here, but uh, Aubrey Bledsoe, which I had to go back and count, but over the last two years, she's had seven. She's played seventy one club matches, which is probably the most of any goalkeeper in the world. She, I, I mean, she's been playing between Australia and the NWSL. Um, goalkeeper of the year this last year, she set the the record for most saves in a season the year before with Washington Spirit because they were so terrible, and she was just getting shelled a whole lot. She won the W League in, in Australia with Sydney FC. Um, she was rated the 84, 84th best goalkeeper, 84, 84th best player in the world. Um, just recently, I want to say that was Huffington Post. I forget who who put that out. Still zero caps, which is kind of ridiculous to me. But I'm, every yep. time I, I watch her, I'm just really amazed. Um, so there's there's one. My other one was Steve Clark, who oh, I think great call. <laughs> there you go. I I think great call. yeah. Thank you, thank you. Um, great call, Bill Reno. <laughs> thank you. Uh, uh, you so, pissed me yeah, off, Bill yeah, Reno. Yeah, That's a great call. <laughs> yeah, still, I let you go first, just so you remember. Oh, uh, I I say the thing that really impressed me. I mean, there's a number of things, but I think Forgive outside me, Steve Clark. Forgive yeah. me, Steve. <laughs> I think outside looking in, I think it would be easy for someone. And I I'm not saying I was saying this, but I think I was kind of moving this way. But it, where where he was going into this year, you could say, you know what, he's probably winding down. He he had gone from Columbus, which I I didn't love how they handled him there, but they had Stefan, so I it's not a surprise, but I think they could have handled him better. He goes to Denmark, barely survives a relegation battle there, goes to DC where he just basically sits, um, slides over to Portland. He seems to be a backup at this point for Atanella. And it, it, it kind of looks like, yeah, you know, he's he's thirty three this year. Probably not a lot of gas left in the tank. You know, this might be even his last year. Who knows? And then he comes in, and the I don't know if you surely you remember seeing it, but that that one ridiculous play where it's kind of an awkward over the top one v one. Yep. He body blocks it. The ball spills. Yep. He does like a three sixty barrel roll to get back up. Yep. Ball's out of the box. Left footed side tackle clears it up the field thirty plus yards. He's sprinting yep. back to goal at this point because he's over at the sideline. Sprinting back to goal. The ball's hit in, and he does this fantastic over the bar say and. When I saw that, I, I immediately thought, like, this is exactly what, like, our American goalkeepers have been mi- missing. Because I feel like I, I've seen this before with all the Kevin Hartmans and um, the John Bushes of, like, this is the this is an American play right here. Like, yep. there's no playbook. There, there's, how do you put stats onto that? I don't know. I can't. <laughs> um, right. And he, he ends up making it work. And that, you know, 
how could you even critique that play? I mean, it's the whole play is so ridiculous. You're um, absolutely right. And so I, and when I saw that, I was just like, this, like this is exactly what we have, what we should be asking for all of our goalkeepers. You know, we can talk about all this technique and stuff, but like, is this not what we're looking for at the end of the day? That 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 play will never happen again to him and the rest. His yeah. rest of like probably has never happened before that point. Right. You know. So I, I that that play alone. For me, just like I, and that that really kind of sums up his play style too. Of someone who's able to scramble through something and make it work, and maybe it's not the cleanest, but like he's going to keep the ball out of the net at the end of the day. And I, I was just wild when I saw it. I said, "This is this is exactly what I I've been wanting to watch for the last five ten years, and I haven't really seen it as much." You know that one was awesome, and I'll give you one that I think was was for me. Um, even better, and I'll explain why. That one was was great, and it was like a feat of athleticism that is just next next level. The other one that <clears throat> perhaps you'll remember, he faces a shot that's deflected. It's deflected low to his left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a free so kick? He touches it around the around the bar. Okay, that's all well and good. People have made deflection saves the world over. Most goalkeepers, they make that save. They'll, you know, maybe stay down for a second yeah, and you know yeah. take the breather and then get up and organize, or or they'll make the save. They'll get up immediately and they'll start organizing for the corner. Or, or, or yell, they'll yell at their defender or something. <laughs> yeah, or yell at the defender, yeah. you know, Tim Howard style. Yes, um, yeah. but whatever. They'll, they'll 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 get into organization mode and there's no real celebration. He celebrated that save like mm. he had scored a goal. Yeah, yeah. And you don't see that that much in in the goalkeeping world yeah you know what people typically if they make a great save either if they if they've held it then the play is uh the play is carrying on um if they haven't held it they've got to worry about the second the second yeah. ball if they've touched her over the bar they're worried immediately about the corner kick yep. you know you could just go on and on and on for him in that moment there it wasn't the end of the game he makes that save and what what i just absolutely loved was it was childlike, but it was <laughs> yeah. it was like he was celebrating a goal, and you yeah. just don't see it enough. And I'm going to actually ask it a little bit of of my guys, goalkeepers, uh, guys and girls, that if they do, you know, especially in training, enjoy that moment a little bit. Yeah. And um, I thought that was that was awesome. So that's two moments for him. And uh, those are huge. And I, I, you know, that's why I'm a little ticked off myself and missing uh <laughs> steve clark being yeah. uh, being that guy for the for the season that yeah. man no, that no i uh, that's a that's a really good moment i i remember real i had seen the play and i had actually seen his reaction i didn't think anything about it and then justin bryant had retweeted it with a comment you know and he had said how he loved seeing that um some similar remarks to what you had just made there and i kind of gave it yeah. a second thought i was like hey, you know I, I, that's a really good point and i was thinking even more i feel like it's more more times than not, the goalkeeper that celebrates the save is the backup. Like, have you ever seen that in training that someone makes a yeah. great save and the backup will celebrate it, but the the goalkeeper who made it won't say anything. They'll just and I'm not sure where, where that really stems from. If like maybe the position is just set up where people think, oh, I can't be flashy or I can't, you know, I'm not sure right. where that, exactly that comes from. But I I was thinking, I was like, you know, I see all these backups celebrating it. You know, so, you know, the guy that's not even playing he knows he's the number two he's celebrating that save that's preventing him from getting playing time you know like 
you know, it's why is he suffering more than the starter? So, uh, right. no, I think that's a, that's, that's an excellent point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's, uh, that's great. And he's, you know, he's had some, he's had a, a, a journey of a career and overlooked in many cases. And maybe he's been overlooked because he comes from, from Oakland, you know, as opposed to say from, like an ACC from UCLA school. or, yeah, or yeah. you know, wherever at the end of the day, the guy's damn good. Um, yeah. he's very, very good. And, and he's got, he's got Pogue DNA in him as well. And, uh, you know, it, Eric has done a great job producing goalkeepers and, and yeah. Steve Clark's one of them, but he'll put on that mask at the end, at the end of Portland games or beginning yeah. of Portland oh, games terrifying. during <laughs> Portland games, whatever it is, yeah. you know, that, that mask that he puts on and yeah. I've coached in Portland. It was, albeit it was a short spell for me in, in the 16 season, but we coached in Portland and 18,000 people. It's a great place to play a game. And, yeah. um, so for him to be able to enjoy his career right now at that level right mm, now, that's yeah. awesome. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I will say that mask is terrifying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that started. I would love to. I don't either. I would love to find. I don't, maybe I don't want to find out, but yeah.